Hello and welcome to the Tennis Clubhouse with your host Jamie Trainer and alongside me Ryan Trainer and Paul Gregson. This week we'll be discussing the lead up to the Australian Open. How have you boys been? Have you been playing any tennis recently or anything like that at all? Yeah, I played first um, game back for me in three, four months, so it was good to get back out on the court. I mean, when you've been out for a while, you certainly know how bad you are. I mean, you were bad. You were bad. I did. I did dominate you this week yeah. in, the, in the doubles. To be fair. Yeah, Jay beat me, so bad week for me. Paul? Yeah, I've had a couple of um, tennis lessons. I have a couple every week. Needed? Yeah, much needed. <laughs> Doesn't really help me, but yeah, <laughs> you've got you've to gotta keep trying. Yeah, got to keep trying. I think you have improved from them. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but yeah. just make you feel better. It does make you feel better. And obviously the big Netflix documentary came out um, recently, Tennis Breakpoint. Obviously, how, how did we find that one? We watched the first couple of episodes. Yeah, we watched the first two together. Uh, last night didn't we here um i thought it was in- very interesting the way they, they pitched as in they put nick kyrgios the star man on first and then got everybody watching and the second what do you think about the second i thought it i was... think the whole the the series itself is like to me it's like it's so basic they're trying to get just normal netflix viewers to like tennis so from our perspective, it's good. It's going to get more people into tennis. They're, they're explaining the rules on how to play tennis, so Do it, yeah. I think it's good. And a lot of people blamed uh, Nick Kyrgios' girlfriend, wasn't it, because she's new to yeah. tennis. And I will, yeah. I wasn't happy with that, but I think to see the behind the scenes, you have to focus on the wives and yeah. the husbands and how they travel around the world. So I think it'll be a really good series. I'm yeah. yeah, definitely. And it was obviously modelled off the F1 one, and that got huge success. And hopefully off the back of this one, it'll get more people, as we always say, talking tennis. Um, you know, stuff for highlights for me. It just looks at players the behind the scene. You don't know what they go through. Um, the likes of Elena. Obviously, she was struggling. She wanted to retire after the Australian Open last week just because obviously the mental sort of side of things of the game. It's not really focused on and highlighted. Um, at the top level, and it was good to sort of see the behind the scenes. I'm looking forward to seeing more of the coverage that they've got. Yeah, go to Indian Wells next week. Taylor Fritz. Yeah, beating uh, a yeah. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Indeed. So obviously moving forward now, obviously we're going to talk more in depth into the Australian Open. Um, so boys, obviously I'm just going to start off with a brief little history as your host. I'll be obviously giving you more up-to-date knowledge and as well as our viewers as well. So obviously the Australian Open was founded in 1905. There has been 110 different editions across 118 years. Um, and it wasn't actually classified as a major for the first 19 years, if you didn't know, until 1924, which I thought was quite interesting myself. And it has been held across six cities. So obviously different to the other majors. They're all based in obviously Paris, you know, New York, and obviously London. They're all sort of stable. The Australian Open for its first initial time was moving around quite a few times. So it was held in six cities. Boys, can you name those six cities? Melbourne. Melbourne, definitely, yeah. Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Brisbane. Yep. Um, Perth. Adelaide. Perth and Adelaide. Yeah, well done, boys. Hey, we are good. We know our stuff. Well, that's four. Oh, oh. Oh, that's five. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. five. Sorry, it was seven, actually. So Canberra. Seven. Canberra. Canberra. Is that one? No. Oh, um, Perth. Yeah, you've already said that I'm one. Said per- oh, you said on. Perth, sorry. Um, no, no. So that changed up again. So, so it's been seven cities it's oh, been held in. It's not bad. Seven cities. Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth. And it's actually been held in two New Zealand cities. Auckland. If you like that one. Wellington. No, it's been in Christchurch in 1906 and Hastings in 1912. So a bit strange that the Australian Open was held in, in New, New Zealand. Zealand. 
a different country altogether. And obviously, as we found out when we were doing our research for the pods, it was a grass court tournament originally. It hasn't always been hard court. Um, so from obviously 1905 to 1988, it was on grass. Um, and obviously, the likes of some of the legends I've played on this grass court tournament, the likes of Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, so Martina Navratilova. Rod Laver was just really good on grass. Yeah, technically, yeah. Basically. Very similar to obviously the Wimbledon. Because if you look back at the Wimbledon history, uh, it was Britain's all the way, but then... 20s, 30s, 40s, you started getting Australians in the draw, just Australians and Britons. Yeah. And then that's obviously interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Paul, Paul getting in there with the facts as well, yeah. even though that's my, my sort of segments. Um, <laughs> and obviously they felt, the Australian sort of federation felt there was a need for a change. Um, and obviously in 1988 it moved to hard. Now the reasons for, for this for obviously fans and the broadcasters as well, they wanted more dramatic rallies, uh, longer points to help obviously increase yeah. People come into the course and obviously TV viewers to get away from the more classic tennis that we see at Wimbledon, the likes of the big serve and volley, big forehands and stuff like that. And obviously the shocking whether they have in Australia or the grass courts. That's a good that one. I was good that ball with the heat. It was the heat, yeah, it yeah. never rains, so it's always perfect conditions with regards to that one. I don't get Ryan it. Ryan obviously didn't get <laughs> that joke. No, that's not good. So obviously they felt for a need for the change and obviously the Australian Open at the time was sort of seen as the poor relation to the tournaments. Um so it attracted criticism because it wasn't always held at the same time, sometimes in December, sometimes in January. Um, and obviously it just got didn't get good feedback with the likes of, you know, inconsistent tournament dates, difficulty to travel to Australia. Um, like, did you know, in the 1920s, trip to Australia, Europe to Australia took 45 days by boat. So you're not going to get the best players back in the day um, and stuff like that, transporting over. And obviously Australia itself is massive, so people aren't going to travel from one end of the country mm-hmm. to the other. Um, and obviously with the different sort of, with the heat as well, probably being a big, big factor as well uh, for the tournaments. Um, and the likes of, because of this, Borg, Connors, you know, Borg only played the tournament once in his whole career, Connors twice. Chrissy, Chrissy Everett decided not to play for five years. I don't know why I've tried to research, I can't quite find that out myself. Um, but anyway, they felt like there was a need for basically one location. So they moved to Melbourne, the area that it is now, um, because that was the area with the biggest fans and the patronage. And it was held in the Kuhung, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, Kuhung Lawn Tennis Club from 1972 to 1987. Um, and obviously, this was just hosting it sort of centrally. And it did move slightly away from that Melbourne area um, to Flinders Park, also renamed as Melbourne Park now, as we know, from uh, 1988. And this is when, obviously, changed to Hardscourt. Um, the- history lesson, isn't it? Uh, it's very good, like, isn't it? It's quite good. And then, obviously, you've got the 75% increase um, in attendance for that first year, basically. And, obviously, the courts didn't get, obviously, good feedback straight away. Leighton Hewitt said it was inconsistent with the bouncers because of the heat um, and stuff like that. And, basically, they've changed the courts ever since with, obviously, different sort of types of layers and stuff like that mm. to try and help it um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's basically summarising up a little bit of the Australian Open history. Um, boys, do you know the most titles? Who's got the most titles in the Australian Open? Both men and women. I'm gonna go with Djokovic for the men. Djokovic, how many? Uh, nine or ten. It's similar to Nadal's Roland Garros, but no one told us. I think it's um eight. Nine, nine. It'll be ten this year. It's nine. It's nine. Yeah, it'll be ten. If he wins for the women's side of things. Women. Probably would be um, Serena Williams. Serena. No, it's uh, Margaret Court, the yeah, Court. Australian, it 11 times. And, um, of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. And the Australian Open as well, 
they've got a couple of main courts. Can you just name the main courts on the, on the Australian Open if you want to go back to back, boys? Rod Labour Arena. Rod Labour. John Kane. Yeah, John Kane. Uh, Margaret Court. Margaret Court Arena, yeah. And then you go on on Sewer 3, a couple of the show courts now, named by obviously the new one that Ash came. Part, Ash Party? No. Oh, she, uh, the, one the sponsorships. The special K is played on. Special K. The Kai. Kia. The Kia, the Kia Arena. The Kia. Apologies. Oh. Apologies for Kia sponsors there. Ryan mispronouncing your name there. Yeah, they're not listening, don't worry. And then obviously you've got the 1573 Arena as well. That's another sponsor, I'm assuming as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's move on to a little bit more in depth now about players and how they've been so far. So. Let's just go into little segments. Obviously, we'll probably do this for every Grand Slam. We're trying to back the Brits, of course. Obviously, not the best in qualification, was it, to be fair, boys? No, I don't think anybody um, got to the main draw in qualification, did they? No, we have nine, nine qualifications for the Brits, all out in qualification. Poor qualification. I focused on Heather Watson, because she normally crops up in Grand Slams. So, Mainly yeah. Wimbledon, lost first round against an unknown Spanish person, to be honest with you. Poor. She's not doing a bit. Not doing a bit. Not like of Brody, I probably expected maybe mm. to get through. Obviously, I don't know the draw exactly, but you know, you always fancy him to be there or thereabouts yeah. making the qualification. Um, and obviously, our boy Benoit. It will be a, a theme throughout this podcast. Benoit will be missed from the Aussie. Yeah, for me, it's sad. Um, made it through the first round of the quali, lost in the second round. Paul. Yeah, nothing else. To, uh, yeah. Um, three sets winning the first round qualification and lost in three sets in the second round. He brings that, no, like, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. So a uh, game, you know what I mean? Cool. Just doing a little bit, but hopefully we'll be back again. Anyway. Seeing on his Insta that he's back partying, so I think he'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. It should be all right anyway. So with the Brits boys, does anyone want to start off? Who do we think will do well with regards to the Brits, either men's or women's sort of side of things? Okay, I've I've got some um, <laughs> research on uh, Cameron Nori. Cameron Nori, Nori. Um, who is playing so well at the moment, very well. Yeah. Um, just before Christmas, you know, you had the exhibition matches in Saudi Arabia and um, United yeah. Arab. Um, he beats Kyrgios, Tsitsipas, Chorich in their exhibition matches, and he he beat Dimonor, Nadal, and Taylor Fritz, who also is playing very well in the United Cup. Yeah. So um, he's had a good start to the year. Just glossed um, over them. You beat Nadal and you just glossed over them. Glossed over But I was waiting for one of you to come in maybe, you know. Maybe the memoir in Australia and yeah. Nadal. That is yeah. impressive. In the United Cup, which people actually care about. It's not a, it's not an exhibition that. No, they do care about that. that. Some may say the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> How many World Cups do you want? You got the Davis Cup. And he he just played. Uh, he's won three. He won three rounds um, in Auckland. I put maybe four if he beats Gasquet, but he got beat by Gasquet just before we came on air, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> came on air. Yeah. Just before we started recording this. You can't rule Richard out. Richard no, Gasquet. Richard Gasquet, great player. Thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. Norrie was four-one up, wasn't he, in the final set? Yeah, you'd, you'd expect him to take like, that. Four-one up in the final set. Yeah, and great points. You'd expect. A top player to close them out. Close them out. Yeah. But four I, one is is two breaks. Maybe one. Maybe one. Yeah, depends. And of course, you got the curse of players that do well in a previous week for a slam. 
don't normally do don't do one. They're an do early don't. exit, early exit, yeah. you know that. So, so we don't expect Richard Gasquet to uh, yeah. go far in the. Uh, yeah. I like, I like, yeah, but I like the fact that Norrie maybe didn't win this one because last year, obviously, we know Cocker won that tournament. Yeah, and uh, he went out first round, which wasn't good for us either. Good thing for Norrie though, he's our main pick. He's got a fantastic draw. He plays a qualifier, and then he's got Montero, the Brazilian. Yeah, and then. The only person in this side is Courage. He's already beaten him in the year. Yeah. He's got a great draw to get to the quarters. Yeah, he where plays he plays well. Felix. Remember, he got to the semi-final at Wimbledon. He plays well at the Grand Slams. Yeah. Last year, he got to, that's overlooked that. He got, he got beat by Djokovic at, the, uh, yeah. at Wimbledon last year. He's got a great draw to go far. Yeah. And once you get to quarters, you've got to play well on the day. So. Yeah. He will go far. He's no. starting to progress a little bit more in, in majors as well, isn't he? Going deeper into tournaments, yeah, which I think yeah. comes with obviously experience. And I think this year you could certainly do yeah. bits and bobs. Another Brit I'd like to discuss is Jack Traitor. Oh, young Jack Traitor. He's only ever made it to the first round of Aussie. Then play one Aussie. And he comes up against Nadal. Nada. First round draw. Bye-bye, Draper. <laughs> I actually think he's going to do some damage against Nadal and he will actually have a good game. Yeah. He's not going to get three, three love. Over three, best of three sets, he possibly would have a chance but Sorry. over five sets, yeah. Nadal will find something or can Jack Draper have that consistency to win yeah. five sets. He's That's played it. well previous tournaments yeah. not, but it's just really unlucky that he's come up against Nadal. Yeah. And we're thinking as well obviously from all the other Brits that are still in it. The only one that can maybe go a little bit further, we're thinking, is Dan Evans. His draw is not too bad, up until maybe the third round. So, obviously, he's against uh, Bagnus, who's 90th ranked. Hopefully, yeah. should win in. Goes on to play Gallen, who's 68th ranked. And then, in the third round, he'll come up against Rube 11 team or team, which mm-hmm. I think he'll come unstuck there. Um, I think we just had a really unlucky draw, to be fair, as, as, as the Brits here in Australia. They've done us dirty, I think. Murray... Drawing against Berrettini, you know, you'd fancy Murray maybe to do a bit of damage, but Berrettini probably just a little bit too strong for him this yeah. time round, especially with Murray. Yeah, and he's only just coming back though, Berrettini, so maybe has a chance. Murray at the uh, Australian Open, anyone want to predict his best result? No, I couldn't say. Uh, um, I'll go for final. Final, Paul. Best result for Murray? Um, no, not final, semi final. Finalist. Yeah. How many times? Just the twice. Just the twice? Once. Five times. No. Andy Murray. I feel for the kids. Lost once to uh, Federer, 2010. And then he's lost four to Djokovic. To Novak. So, for Murray, my God. I bet he doesn't want to come back to the Australian Open. But, yeah. Five-time finalist. Never won. That's what but, that's what it's like when you play in, in the era of the big three. Yeah, definitely. So, as Ber- as Berrettini highlighted in the uh, the breakpoint documentary as well, yeah, I think he could have gone far. Now I think he could do well because obviously that documentary got me thinking about him, and obviously he said he could have had a slam if it weren't for Djokovic. Um, and then yeah, the other Brits in the draw, Edmonds against Sinner, gone the younger time, yeah, yeah, three love, yeah, because so, um, Edmonds haven't played um, no. much. Um, he played Sinner. He played, he played Sinner about a week or two weeks ago, and he got battered. Yeah. So we're anticipating the Brits in the male side of things. Norrie is our only hope here to go deep. Yes. Potentially. Yes. Love it if another Brit manages to make yeah. it to the, to the second week anyway. Just keep your eye out. Draper has a chance against Nadal. I'm going to say it. Because I do think... Maybe the distance. He might make a set. 
Remember he nicked a set against Novak in Wimbledon? Yeah. He's a year older now. Wiser. If you can nick a set against Novak. Let's see what happens. Grass, just keep your eye out. Let's yeah, wait and see what happens. be a nice game, that. Um, and obviously we're thinking probably the, the men's side of the draw is our best chance to go far deep. We've got the women's now, Radicanu. Now she is a, a Grand Slam champion, we can't knock that. Um, but since that, she's not had the best of times, really. She's had 44 matches since the US Open. She's only won 20 of them. That's a win for a percentage of 45%. Um, and let's just say the slam has not been the best since then. Second round in the Aussie. Second round in French. Second round in Wimbledon. US Open first round again. She's been in- heavily injured. Disgrace. Heavily injured. No coach. Throwing away coaches. I'm not surprised you're getting injured. No, I think um, I don't know if she's not focusing on tennis. Maybe she's focusing on sponsorship. But get a coach. Be consistent. She's only young. She's um, big points. Then she's that's not been good. That's a bold statement Since there. I'm not a big Radicani fan. No. Bold. No. Did you make of that? Shocked. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean. She goes through coaches like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, she she just needs a con- one good coach. Stick with them. See how it goes for a period of time. It's not going to happen overnight, is it? No. But stick with the coach for yeah. a bit. But I don't see why you, you said the point about getting injured. You no wonder she's getting injured because of all the coaches. If you see. Well, I mean, there's no consistency. I, I, I think she'd not really been practising properly and they thought you getting injured. No coach. There's no manager. There's no one telling no. you. Don't know the behind the scenes, and potentially the draw for her isn't looking very good anyway. Um, is it potentially if, if she does get through a first round, you know, Coco Goff is waiting, for, waiting for her? Which, if she does get past that, you know, fair play, she might have a chance because it does open up a little bit more up until yeah. Ostapenko in the last sixteen potentially. I have to say, if Emma Raducanu gets hitting now, she can out hit yeah. anyone. Yeah, the backhand is amazing. Yeah, I mean, we saw that at the US so, Open when yeah. she just went ballistic. I'm not hating on her. She's an amazing player. We just want you to do well, Emma. We just, just want you to do listening. well. We want you just to focus. do well. Get yourself a coach. I'm ready. I come on the pod sometime, you know, have a conversation with us. We're all happy. And then, obviously, the only other one, Dart. Harriet Dart, yeah. She may be looking on the, on the way out with, um, is it Tashiman? Tashiman? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is that the Swiss girl? Yeah. Yes. The, the 33 yeah, WTI. No, she's out. She's a good player. She's but I think she's done... Terrifically well, to be fair, you know, darts because obviously last year she got through to the Australian Open through qualification, um, but then she was drawn against Switek. So mm-hmm. at least this time she's had a little bit of an easier time getting into the Australian Open. Yeah. She can relax, maybe enjoy a bit of the culture a little bit more. Yeah, the culture, yeah. No surfing or stuff like that. Some facts about Australian Open. Born of the death. Yeah. <laughs> With oh, my yeah. facts. Oh, actually, yeah. I, I learned a lot about that second. Yeah. I was quite, yeah, I was quite I, happy. Interesting. I enjoyed the second. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan rolling his eyes there for the viewers. <laughs> um, and now, obviously, we've backed the Brits. We've got to look into a little bit of the, the Australian Open. And I think the crowd at Australia can have a massive impact on these players. Just like it does at Wimbledon. You know, you get the feel-good factor. They can raise the level, obviously, as you saw in that, that Kira Arena for the doubles. They're, they're rowdy. Let's, let's say these Australian mm. fans did. They're not typical tennis fans, would you say? They're more, they like to, let's say, have a drink, yeah. you know what I mean, and watch sports, sports, which is great. And I think it brings a different atmosphere to the tennis game, which, good is, for which the sport. is good for the sport, definitely. Um, but yeah, any of those players you want to pick out the Australian sort of side of things? I'll take us off. Um, I'll avoid the obvious, Nick. We'll talk about him in a bit. My picks for the Australian. 
outside of the top three, which is Nick Cocker and Demi Moore, Jason Kubler is a good player, good Australian. He's had a good year so far, and he's my pick to go far for the Australians. Um, and we've also got this rinky Hiji Kata. I'd never heard of him until the start, but I listened to, can't remember who was being interviewed, but they said, you don't want to come up against him. He's a dangerous player. So watch out for them two going far. Demimois beat Nadal at United Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to gloss over that like you did with Noreen. That is a great achievement to beat Nadal uh, yeah. in Australia. And the crowd did help him there in a three-set game. He's got a nice draw as well, qualifier. Yeah, and he's been far in um, the Australian before. He was the fourth round last year, losing to Sinner. So you can go far. Yeah. Uh, Alex Dimonmore at the Australian Open, especially with the crowd behind him. Yeah, I mean, he's got what qualification and then maybe John Isner in that second round and then, as I say, it does open up for him. Yeah. I mean, he does have what Djokovic waiting for him in the in the fourth round, is it, or something like that, potentially? So. Yeah. He'll breeze past John Isner. He hasn't played. He's played one game in the new year. So that's job. not a problem. It's not the uh, the John Isner that we mm. think. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a weekend apartment there. Yeah, no. And then you got the likes of, obviously, Cocker and stuff like that. Thoughts on Cocker? Yeah. Um, no. For me, it's to do with his... He's got his ability. He's got the ability. It's more to do with his mental um, ability. But at the Australian Open, he's got his fans behind him. Um, he had a good so, run in Adelaide, didn't he? Again. Yeah. Making it to was it the quarters or the semis this week? This I'm pretty sure it was the quarters. Yeah. Yeah, quarters. So again, decent runish. You know, he's got I mean? a stroppy teenager in Fognini. That's who he's playing. Teenager Fognini. He's <laughs> stroppy. Come on, he's stroppy all around the court. Yeah, he is. But then he can just turn it on. So. It's whatever Fognini turns up, but I think Cocker will. Yeah, he's got enough power to get past yeah. him, and Fognini's movement is not as good as it used to be. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about the main man. Nick. The show, the show star. Show star? Superstar. What am I not? The show star, superstar. Kyrgios, however, his best Australian Open is back in 2015. So that's eight years ago. When he reached the quarterfinal, as a teenager, yeah, as a teenager, youngest since Hewitt to reach Australian Open quarterfinal, where he lost to Murray, who was a finalist. So you're saying Australian Opens they um, make them play better, but for Kyrgios, worse, he hasn't had a good year in it. Although he did play Medvedev last year, yeah, was unfortunate. But just... it's a different Nick, yeah, this year. To be honest, yeah, he's a different beast. After last year, obviously, maybe taking a little bit more of an interest. Obviously, you know, you saw him having a good laugh in, in the warm up stuff and like that. And obviously, he said the same. Obviously, it seems like he wants to win a major, but then he says as soon as he gets that major title, he, he's retiring. When you, when you think about that, obviously, he's still great talent. He could go on to win more majors, could not he? I think if he's going to win a major, it has to be this year because he's so focused on the major. He's had that taste at Wimbledon, yeah, and he's got a great draw. The only person on his side of the draw, really, is Rune and maybe Rublev. Although, it's a massive game because he's going to play Djokovic in the quarterfinal. I'd be sad to see him out in the quarterfinal because he deserves to go to yeah. the semi. But he's going to play what is probably the eventual winner, yeah. Djokovic. Although, if he wins that, curious is a 
Yeah, I think you need, as with everybody, you should be taking one match at a time. You can't because everybody can play. Yep. Nobody's a walkover. Everybody, all these players, they're not in, they're not not in a draw for a reason. They all can play. Um, so one one match at a time, and then yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. See what goes. Nick Kyrgios is a superstar, though. He played an exhibition game with Novak Djokovic this yeah. week yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. Does anyone want to guess how quick the tickets sold out? Fifty-eight minutes. Fifty-nine minutes. Look at the look at that. Yeah. Just because it's Nick Kyrgios, I don't believe anyone's. Well, they're buying for Novak, but most of the people are buying for Nick. He is a superstar of tennis. And obviously, maybe the special case could they do bits and bobs in this defending champions? Defending champions. They did chance. The draws for doubles now. Yeah. No, so I will take this money. But obviously, I think you know you've got the likes of sometimes in the doubles. Does he? Pull out if he's doing well in the singles. What were you thinking? Yeah. He has done it before, I think, with Cocker, yeah. which he understands in some of the less. I think, did he do it in Wimbledon? Maybe. He doesn't need to prove anything in the doubles, so no. I wouldn't be surprised if he's seen a pull out. Yeah. Yeah. But if not, hopefully looking forward to some of, some of that doubles yeah. that could They'll be seeded as well. They'll be Ruby, seeded, yes. so yeah. they won't have to play, say they played Metric Pavic in the uh, yeah. second yeah. round. That's true. And then obviously just moving on, touching on the Australian Open. We do try and learn a little bit more on the pod about the WTA sort of side of things. And the only woman we had at the moment, uh, Elena Tomlanovic, pulled out. She's pulled, pulled out, out today, yeah. Not recovered from an injury, so doesn't feel 110%. Probably saw herself at that tennis break point uh, Netflix and maybe thought, I don't fancy that again. Yeah. Because if I go through that emotions. And obviously there is a lot more, but we have not heard of those players. And as I say, hopefully we'll learn a little bit more yeah. about them. And maybe, they, who knows, we might show. They might make it into the next episode next week because they've done that well. Yeah. You've got a little bit of a nomination. Doubt it, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll get on to now, moving on to a little bit of the tournaments that have just gone past. And obviously these tournaments will help us basically make our predictions for the Australian Open. Um, so yeah, Paul, I think you're the, the head judge in this one. Paul's predictions or Paul's yeah, well, summary so, of last week. Yeah, so... Um, Paul's roundup. Paul's roundup. That's what we're calling it. Paul's roundup then. Paul's roundup. Well, you said it helps us judge what's going to happen in the, the Australian, but as we've said before, not always the winner of these tournaments Jump. do particularly well in the yeah. Grand Slams. Uh, so we had the, the two Adelaide, the joint Adelaide tournament, Adelaide 2 tournament, that they've called it for some reason, I'm not quite sure why, ATP WTA. Um, so we had um, Edmund and Evans, um, the men's, um, British yeah. men in the... They lost in the first round. And Drape had a decent tournament. Uh, beat Sonigo, Tommy Paul and Karen Kachner, which Sonigo, good player to beat. He's dangerous. Yeah. So that's fair play. And he <laughs> lost to the winner that we just found out, Su Wu Kwan. Yeah. Um, who beat... Um, well, Batista. Uh, Batista. Batista Ogo in the final oh. in three tight sets. Jamie... You're going to love this. Oh, I like Guess it. Guess what I found out. Su Wu Kwon won the tournament. Yes, yes. We just saw. He was a lucky loser. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. No. You love that, don't you, Jay? You're going to love this even more. In the qualification final to get into the tournament, yeah. he lost to a player called Matchik. A day later, the lucky loser was drawn against... Matching. Oh, it's happened again. And he won to love a day later. What is going on? Lucky losers. 
First of all, playing the guy he just played, then he wins, and then he wins. That would be interesting. Has a lucky loser ever won a title before? Yeah. Oh, oh no, I don't know. Oh no, with the the situation we were referring to last year was Fognini, wasn't Fognini it? Fognini got to the second. And the one who brought that to the table. Yeah. What a fact. That's I thought you'd like that, Jay. That is good. That is good. That has caught me. So let, let, let me. I should really. You should really be passing them over to me to make me. Look I've been good hiding that from Jay for the whole week <laughs> on my little notepad here because I didn't. Want, I wanted the reaction. The live raw so, reaction. And plus, we could say um, this look the first. First player to win a title, lucky first ever lucky loser to win a title. We're not showing sure that. We'll back that on next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out next week. God, um, my fat carries over. To just going back to, just going back to uh, Swan's. He's uh, the first Korean to win two titles. That's so, good stuff. That's just some little stats. You just found out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you just watched it, the commentary yeah. said it. Uh, so and the, um, w, the women had the tournament Adelaide as well. Um, Belinda Bencic. The Swiss demolished um, Daria Kazakina in straight sets. I think it was Love and Two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and she had a good win over Garcia in the quarters. Garcia, it's good Garcia. to beat that. Fourth in the world. Fourth in the Frenchman. world. Benchage. Frenchman's woman. She, she did, has been off the radar a little bit, hasn't she, recently? Yeah. But I think she's looking, looking good. She's looking strong now. Yeah. yeah. Don't so, take away my prediction. Okay. Well. <laughs> so there's the two Adelaide tournaments. We also had the the women in Hobart as well. Yeah. Um, Lauren Davis, who beat Elizabeth. Excuse my opinion, pronunciation here. Elizabeth Cochinati. Um, she also she beat Sloane Stevens, Wang Blitkovic, um, and obviously Cochinati in the final. Yeah. Um, so good win for her, for the American, and then we come to the rain affected indoor outdoor tournament in Auckland. Indoor outdoor. Yeah, it was rain affected. They had to go indoors. I would say for the majority of the tournament indoors, not perfect preparation for the Australian Open. Interesting. No. I didn't know. Very they interesting. To do an indoor outdoor tournament. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, it's not the Australia Open indoor outdoor. You put the roof on. No, indoor. you don't play all the rounds. They literally went indoors to, to play somewhere. Not different. for the whole tournament. Yeah. I'd say seventy percent, eighty percent of the tournament they were indoors. Been raining for days in um, New Zealand. Affects results. Affects results. Yeah. But we can't take nothing away from Richard Gasquet who beat um, Cameron Nari, um, two sets to one. A little clap for Gasquet um, there because. That backhand still gives me. I love his little rapid grip as well, doesn't he? He is absolutely rapid. Tell the uh, fact on the changes his grip. He changes his grip every single changeover. Every single changeover. It's single great, isn't it? You watch him, he's a masterclass. He doesn't do the full grip, he only does half, just enough for the handle hold. If you've got a minute, Google that on YouTube. Google Gas. Just watch Gasquet change his grip at a changeover. Yeah. It's interesting watch. It is. And Gasquet will do bits, I think. He's one of those ones that stick around and stuff like that. I think he could do a little bit of damage. Yeah, to he's playing um, a fellow Frenchman, Humbert. Hugo Humbert, yeah. A left hand, yeah. But then he comes up against Kyrgios. But that's a nice little highlight reel, that. Kyrgios yeah. v. Gasquet. Yeah. Kyrgios is going to win, but Gasquet will make a nice show of himself. Yeah. So just just going back, finishing off the um, Auckland tournament, we had top seeds Rude and Nari. So Rude, I expected I expected them to, to both meet in the final. Rude got beat in the second round 
mm-hmm. by Dejer. Dejer, the Serbian. Dejer, yeah. And he didn't even have it. He got a buy in the first round, didn't he? Yeah, so he got, like so, he got yeah, to yeah. In the opening, I was going to say opening round, yeah. But um, didn't what, for you. he's doing, he's doing, not doing great routes, is he? The starts, he's not started great. He is second seed for the Australian Open, and he hasn't got a chance of winning that. To be honest with you, no. So he lost to Bellatini, United Cup, and then he's lost to Gigelli. So I think he's peaked. I think he's played as well as he ever can last year, maybe the end of the year before. Really? And I think. You don't think he's going to win a Grand Slam? I don't think there's any more from Rude. Two finals last year, Grand Slams, Roland Garros, US Open. And you think that's him done? He's yeah. young. You've got to remember, once Djokovic gets out of the way, this. You know, the draw. Once the top. Once the, even on clay. Remember, even on clay. Even on clay. I disagree, but okay. I don't think he's got a chance this year of winning the, the Grand Slam. It's a nice little summary, that Paul, to be fair. Thanks. Um, yeah, so the, the, them four tournaments wrap up um, last week's or this week's tournaments. Yeah. And they're all ready to go for the Australian yeah. Open. Obviously, some players didn't play in these tournaments. The likes of a lot of the Americans, obviously, we haven't mentioned. But they're probably some of the favourites where you go deep because they were obviously in the Cup. The United Cup, obviously, won that one. Um, you know, your thoughts on the Americans and stuff like that, really. With regards to like Tyler Fritz, you think they could do bits and bobs? He's the main he's the main threat, Tyler Fritz, for the American side. You got Francis Tiafo. But yeah, Tyler Fritz has got yeah. a good solid chance. He plays Bashvillai first round. He's a big server, Bashvillai, but I think he'll come through that. <laughs> then he plays Popperin. Who's uh, um yeah. Australian, so yeah. that could be an interesting encounter, but Definitely. yeah. He's in a interesting side of the draw for it because Zverev's also in his side and Rude's on the other side and Bettini. So for me, Fritz is the favourite to get to the semi final on the fourth quarter. Well, he's the, the favourite yeah. to uh, yeah. to get to the semi, to be honest with you. So he has a big. He's the biggest chance for the Americans. Definitely, and obviously, some of the obviously we've had the draw out now, and we've had a lot of time to analyze it. a couple of games that obviously stand out for for ourselves that we've identified. First rounds, yeah, like you know, yeah. first round games that we think could be heavy and, and could keep us up late at night. You know what I mean? Late nights with the Australian Open is what we're all looking forward to. Starts late. We've got our discovery plus. Um, um, yeah. Thanks to Paul for splashing out on the Discovery Plus for us to be able to give us ultimate access yeah. to, to the tennis. We can pick and choose our games. He's put it in the expenses for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah it will, it will expense yeah. it out at the end of yeah. the year. But yeah, big games that stand out for us, as we've mentioned before, you know, Edmund Sinner, Team Rublev, straight off the bat. What a game that will be. Probably the game, maybe, the, of the first round. Love to see Team back. Yeah. Hopefully it does well. Murray Berrettini, Cockafognini, Corda Garin, good game. Wolf Thompson, you know, for Kina Bublek, you know, everyone loves a bit of bit of show, a bit of a showman, isn't he, Bublek? Yeah. And I think the Australian crowd love love to see him. He's another one who does a bit of the underarm serve as well. He's yeah, he's an idiot. Bublé. He's an idiot. You know, where he swaps his rack around and plays it with the hand. Yeah, that's yeah. class. I want to try that in my game. Bublé's little well. highlights. That's what he's, I want to try. He's a disgrace, Bublé. Felix Pospisil, obviously Pospisil, yeah. Canadian player. Yeah, did look good a couple of years back. Pospisil, Don't know if it's injured or something serve. like that. Could do maybe damage. When the, um, the nationalities come together in the first round yeah. because I don't think they want to play each other. Do you know what I mean? They want their own yeah. Yeah. national yeah. team to go far and 
it always happens that the Frenchmen are playing the fans each other. are a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hate, I hate that when that happens. It's hard to, hard to really decipher. But uh, yeah, I think we'll probably move on to potentially our predictions and, and stuff like that, really, for, for the, women. the Australian Open. Obviously, we know we'll do, we'll do women first. We'll go into women. Obviously, we did our men's, but we'll maybe see someone who could go deep. But I'll start off as, as the host. You always like my predictions. But uh, here we go. We get the laugh early. I wanted, I wanted to go for Bedosa, Paula Bedosa, because after watching the, the Netflix show, I saw her and I thought, you know what, she was good a few years back. She could do a bit of damage. Last but she is... Year. Last year. Last year. Last year. Last few years back. Well, but all in total, so, you know. Obviously, you yeah, know, last couple of years. He'll pick a qualification and he's already been knocked out. A lucky loser, some may say, yeah, who could yeah. win. Uh, but no, I've got, <laughs> she's pulled out with an injury, so can't, can't pick her. And I've gone for Coco Goff. Now, young. She's only 18. Um, I think she's got a great draw up until the quarters, so she can, you know, save energy, conserve it. She should sort of cruise through. Um, she's actually undefeated this season as well, having won the Adelaide. Yeah, you've had one tournament. I know, but she's won them all in straight sets as well. Is um, am I wrong in saying Coco has been to the final of the French? Yeah, eager final in the French. She's yeah, gone for yeah. the quarters in the US already. That's she a can go, yeah. and she's gone deep in Grand Slams already. And at a young age, I think she can go far. I think this could be a... If you're young, the crowd yeah. is with you as well. That's what I think. I think, so, yeah. Potential to win this one. Maybe the experience might kill, might knock her short, but no, she, I think she'll she do deep. she so there's oh, no. no experience to knock her short. And she has one. I'm going to go with um, player Paul mentioned before, Benchik, because she's beaten Garcia. Belina. She won the Adelaide, and if you're asking if there's a curse from winning a tournament before... The previous player to win the Adelaide 2 was Madison Keys, and she got all the way to the semi-finals of the Australian Open last year, losing to Ash Barty. Oh. So, if we're going off, I don't know, form and winning that tournament, you can go far. Yeah. And I think she will go far. Another one to pick out, Jessica Pagula. Ah, oh, Pagula, yeah, the, the USA. American. Yeah. She's got a big chance. She beat Iga Swiatek at the United Cup. She didn't just beat her, she battered her. I think it was yeah. 6-2, 6-2. That's you good. don't batter Iga Swiatek. Nobody does that. You have the audacity to batter Iga Swiatek <laughs> in the women's game. She might come back for you, though. Yeah. Yeah, come back to bite you in the... Uh, yeah. In the behind. Paul? Um, d- there's loads of players that could win. In, what are you asking for what, Paul? What are you asking for? I know you're asking... <laughs> let me... D- there's loads of players in the, um, the women's that can... Um, let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Um... That's football. Yeah. Ah, stick tennis balls. There's loads of players in the women's that could win this Grand Slam. I think there's, it's open for me. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's so many... T- but... I think we can't look by look past Swiatek. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you pick a player if you're doing women's eager's everyone's pick but then you pick a player who might compete. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what you do. Just, just looking at um, Niemann in the first round, I can't see any problem. Second round, I can't see. She's not bad, Niemann, the German. Um, 68th in the world. Hasn't done anything this year. It's only just um, started. Has only just started, um, as I said before. She comes um, up against um, Eleanor Rabakina in the. Uh, this would be like the third round, Iga Swartek. She comes up again before that. Andrescu, the the Canadian, Canadian, which so, is not, yeah. but tough tough draw for Eager. She's I not playing. She's not played much, but I just 
I think she's just got all round an all round game good enough, better than anybody else. Yeah. I think she trains harder than anybody else. No, not for sure, but you know, I feel like, you know, she's just got everything that's yeah you'd need to win against her. So just to confirm, Paul's pick is the top seed. Okay. Yes, is the favourite. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do we not think the uh, the defending champion can do anything? You have to tell me the race first, yeah. The defending champion of the Australian Open. Oh, Barty. <laughs> not playing, not playing. But she did play. She got far to go. But what about what about Collins though? Obviously, she was she was runner up last year. Yeah. Um, Good game. She can go deep. Just depends on if the draws kind so the way it opens up. I just see that the women's game. You look. Oh, they done well last year, and you think, oh, they're gonna do well. Oh, like you said, they're gonna do well this year, but it just doesn't come of anything, does it? Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? It's just, don't do last in the first round. You don't really think, oh, do you last in the first It's just like, I don't know, you just mull over. Anyone can come through to women's. Yeah. Look at the US Open. You had Leila Fernandez versus Emma Adekano. Sometimes you can't predict the women's. Because yeah. anyone can really come through and you take can. her by the balls. And like in the um, Wimbledon, right back in the... Yeah. Yeah, against um, Anna Jabeur. Anna Jabeur, Jabeur, good as well. She's she could do bits yeah, maybe. Yeah, do be um. So we're picking out we're picking out loads of all different names here. Yeah, we we can't decide, can we? Can't yeah. decide. So what? This is what we think could possibly, yeah. but it'll turn out none of these will win. Yeah, I if it could turns be. out that one of the names goes far. That person is going to be really yeah. smug on that next podcast. Then. Oh yeah, on yeah. the well, on summarising it. But Hopefully yeah, it's me. And obviously, with the men, with the men's draw, we all went for Djokovic last week. Yeah. Very confident, similar to similar to the Swiatek situation. I'm sticking, sticking. Yeah, we have to stick, stick. Yeah, obviously yeah. stick. I'm but, sticking. But if you got any anyone's, obviously you mentioned Fritz to go far. Anyone under the radar that might come through potentially, you know, you know. Uh, this Rune, um, other Rune was bigging it up like he yeah. wants to be. He wants to be. Did he say he wants to win a Grand Slam? I want to be number one in the world by the end of the year. Oh, um, yeah, I think he was number one in the world. He was. He was wanting to be. Wow. Um, he's gonna have a good season. So, yeah, he, he's. You know, you gotta put your name in there. I've actually seen Medvedev, Medvedev back. He's gonna play Nadal in the quarter final. Yeah, I he's just. See that. Zverev, your boy Zverev, right? You don't think he could Zverev's do... back in, but no. He I still like... think fitness-wise... He comes up to Fritz. He comes up to your boy Fritz and possibly the, That's the No, Fritz is going to get through into the semi-final. Fritz is a big one. Fritz has got a great coach as well. I don't know if you've... Oh, you it's have seen yeah, it's, um... yeah, it'll come to me. It's, um... Yeah, he's got a fantastic coach and Taylor Fritz is one of those players. That... I think it's Michael Russell. Yeah, he yeah. talks through... Every single point he can remember points. Who, who's that? On what he did, Taylor Fritz. Yeah, that's yeah. the other. Um, what was it? I think it was at the United Cup last year, or the Davis Cup. They talked about how much Taylor Fritz goes into his uh, his tennis game. So he's not just like an American who doesn't care. He proper proper analyzes his but game. But I'm so surprised, how amazed at how good how tall he is. Yeah. And ground stroke. Do you think of a for example, John isn't it? Big serve, big, big forehand. forehand. Not much. And that's really it. Backhand, forehand, serving with um, Taylor oh. Fritz. He's got everything. Yeah. Got an all round game. He's a good player. He's a good, good mover. Yeah. He can move for a big guy. Yeah. He's you know, not the best mover, but he can move. He can, yeah. 
Yeah, you can move. But yeah, I think we're all looking forward to to the tennis coming up. There's going to be a lot of lot of games played. Obviously, as you say, 132 is it? 132 players. 132 first round. Yeah. 132 players. Get straight away to 64. It's just a shame that the time difference sort of sort of puts a little bit of a barrier. As we need to, we work. We need to sort of try to sleep. Yeah. But that's not. Australia that's not here. once a year I know it is once a year we put ourselves through the misery yeah yeah. games are on good sometimes they're reasonable times in the morning little at 7 o'clock 8am yeah. early doors wake up and um, to, yeah normally they say the best game of the day for the morning so. which is the yeah. night match night match for the so episode. wake up 8 o'clock 9 o'clock in the game another game on and I love I love waking up in the morning seeing some of the results seeing if there's any shock results yeah, uh, I love stuff waking like up that. and seeing me better down the oh yeah, that's what I love. Yeah, we'll we'll do a, maybe a group one. This one that always fails every time. Me last time because of cocker, not my fault. I'm not listening yeah, to it. Sure, sure thing to to at least get through the first rounds. Yeah, after winning the tournament last the week before. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. We're we're moving on. Obviously, next week we'll be we'll be discussing basically what's happened in the Australian Open. So as we see, we'll be looking back on games that have happened, top matches so far. Yeah, who's done well, who's not done well. Will it any be the fourth round then? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking so. It'll be either the fourth round, something around there, third, Completed fourth round. fourth round, yeah. yeah. Depending on the weather, you know, we don't know. Usually it's pretty good in Australia, so you can pretty much count on it, not like Wimbledon. You've got a big week, Paul, with your uh, Paul's roundup. We've never thought of the result. Paul, it does. Paul's got a big week. Yeah, he's got a big week ahead of me, yeah. Paul's got to do that, but, you know, next week, looking forward to it. We'll see what happens, see if any of our predictions go far, any of them are gone who's made it through that we weren't expecting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tune in next week to see what happened. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it, yeah. See you next week. Yeah. See you next, see you next week, week.